killed everyone at the ranch for this waste! No, Taka, I saved us. The tanker was a short-term solve for a long-term problem that wouldn't get us through the summer. Victor here, he's got a permanent solution. I do? You're gonna take us to this dam, get us all the water we need. A permanent solution. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. I'm Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 85. I have to say, I almost forgot my name. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, it's come to how that. Do you forget your name. I don't know. You said Kim, and I was like, ah, uh, what's my line? <laughs> line, line. <laughs> <laughs> that was very sad. Well, thanks. So sorry. Oh, my. This is going to be interesting. So how are you doing today, guys? We're good. We got through the hurricane fine. Had uh, a branch fall in the house, but no real damage. Did never lost power. Lost cable and internet, but that was all right. And we're we're golden. Yeah, I'm discombobulated, though. Like, I, I have no idea what days are. And, like, mm-hmm. kids' school has been out, and... Can't remember your name. Can't remember my name. Trees are down everywhere. I don't know what's open. Mm-hmm. This is true. Acorns are flying. It really hasn't. It really hasn't been that bad around here. But yeah, it has been. It does kind of throw you off. Thanks, Irma, for yeah. throwing me off. Yes. But we, yeah, I mean, we survived it with the uh, least amount of problems. Obviously, I mean, Florida had some issues. Although today is going downtown and traffic crazy because all the people that were trying to get back to Florida. Oh, we're, yes. We're all over 85 and 75 here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yep. good luck, everyone yep. getting home. And I hope you find. Yeah, be safe. You, yeah, I hope you find everything good. Or as good as possible. Yeah. So, well, we can see it's a mess down there. Yep. So we're thinking about you guys, especially all of you in the Keys. I have a lot of friends down there. Still haven't heard from some of them, but I know they're okay because other people have. But in synopsis, we're doing pretty well. How are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm lovely. Yeah. Lovely as usual. Good. Yep. Scott brings the cheer. Working my way through another week at work. And it's going okay. Almost there, man. Yeah. Irma Irma didn't make too much of an impression on us. Got a little breezy. Good. I lost an azalea branch. Oh, I'm sorry. Very depressing. But I think that was because I stepped on it. That was by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Things are good what here. What are you drinking to make yourself feel better? I'll tell you what. I... I I found a real fun one this week. Went to get my usual Noda beer and found out that Noda has a beer dedicated to the Carolina Panthers now. Really? No. What is it? It's called Roaring Riot. And it's in uh-huh. the Panthers colors and all. Yeah. And it's uh, brewed with love for our favorite Carolina tailgaters and fans, the Roaring Riot. I'll post a picture on our uh, on our uh, webpage. It's a, is it a pale ale? It's a rye pale ale. It's fantastic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I was, uh, I love it. Maybe one of my new favorites from there. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? All right, we are drinking Red Hair Brewing Company out of Marietta, Georgia. The Hassen Pfeffer Oktoberfest. Hassen Pfeffer. An Oktoberfest style lager, and I must say, it is quite tasty. Hmm. So it's the rabbit. It is the rabbit. The rabbit stew. Awesome pfeffer, Oktoberfest. Yeah, and you know what? The funny thing is we were looking at the can, and they are actually, they brew it out of Marietta and Shalote, North Carolina. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Which is yeah, kind of funny. They're expanding a little bit. I guess, but of all places, Shalot. Yeah. For our listeners, Shalot is on the coast of North Carolina. It is a teeny, 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 tiny little town. It's right on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. It has a lot of warehouse space, so I'm not surprised there's a brewery there. So, guys, we are back for fear. Hold on, hold on. Before we go there, before we even what? go there, hold on, slow down. I went to see It last night. Oh. Stephen King's It. Yes. And? Fantastic. Really? Was, Was it? it scary or just Yeah, good? very scary. <gasps> Kim, you are going to be terrified. Stuart, you need to sit two seats over. You're going to rip your arm off. <laughs> Should Kim wear a diaper? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. The clowns in this are scary. The clowns, plural? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. No, Ray, oh, really? yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's kind of, you know, it kind of has a little bit of that feel of Stranger Things mm-hmm. and so forth, but it is scary as hell. Is it set in the 80s still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 1988, oh. I want to think. That's awesome. I want to say. Mm. Yep. So they're breaking it up, right? So they're going to do all the kids stuff now and then the adult stuff later? This was part one, yes. Okay. They, they went through the whole kids story and then they'll come back. 27 years later when they're adults. Okay. Hmm. And return. Okay. Oh, yes. Which from what I remember, like that kind of, that part of the storyline was the scariest part anyways. Or scarier. The adult like part? The, no, that build up with the kids oh. and stuff. For me, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't quite as much of the shocking fear, but it was that unknown fear. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like the, Stephen King's good at. Like the balloon blowing up in the sink. Yeah. And all oh, sudden of sudden popping with the, the blood yeah. going everywhere and like that sort of thing. Yeah, the visuals were fantastic. I mm. mean, you know, even the one you saw on the ad, which I thought was just creepy in its simplicity, was the kid sitting in the library and there's a balloon going by in the background. Yes. Mm-hmm. So did they so use creepy. some of the same scenes? Like they remade the scenes from the old uh, movie? Yes. Yes, they did with like the Barons and so forth. Uh-huh. Um, and they also changed some stuff. The ending's not like necessarily like it was in the book, but but I think better. Okay. The, the book ending was not the best, in all honesty. But, uh, or at least the part with the kids. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do with the adults in the next round. They added some things that I thought went well. They took away some things I probably would have liked to see a little bit. You know, visually it was fantastic. I think it's one of the best Stephen King things since uh, Shawshank Redemption. Really? That's saying yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's it fantastic. needed to be, though. I mean, that was that was like his, his golden child. Mm-hmm. That book. Yep. Well, Stuart and I watched the original on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we watched part of it, and it didn't seem quite as scary as it did back in the day when I was, it was a kid. A TV movie, yeah, but it was still damn good. It was still scary. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, there were certain scenes where the clown was like, "Okay, you're a pretty cheesy clown," but then there were other scenes where I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, and I also was like watching. I was like, "Man, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of shocking that my parents watched this with me when I was a kid." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing yeah. our parents. Yeah. yeah. This is true. This is true. Um, but, yeah, and it was a TV movie, and that's that was actually pretty a big leap forward for what they would have for a TV movie at that time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it had some, it had some, it was pretty edgy in some of the uh, fear that they had in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this one definitely pushes the envelope on that, too, you know, especially with what happens to kids and so forth. Yeah, I think I think um, they did a good job sticking to the story for the most part. There's one aspect of it that I'm not going to share with you right now, but there's one aspect of it I think I would have liked to see a little bit more of. And maybe after you guys have seen it, we can discuss it. Okay. All right. 
Anyway. That sounds good. Now let's run to let's run into some fear. All right. So we are back for Fear of the Walking Dead, and I'm actually very excited. I was really looking forward to this. Well, that's very good because we need to be excited to make this podcast work. <laughs> if we're not excited, then that's really lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I still don't understand why they have to do two back-to-back episodes for the premiere. But okay, mm-hmm. it worked. And so, okay, they didn't they didn't make it seem like it was two. They made it seem seamless. No. Yes, they did. Which I guess yeah. they, they they listened to our podcast last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they actually yeah. made it seamless, and then they're able to break it up. Because I think when you watched it again online, they still broke it up commercial wise yes, very did. easily. Mm-hmm. They edited it mm-hmm. and they made it seem like it could it could stand alone as two separate separate episodes. Yeah, I can imagine watch, like, when it goes into syndication that the second episode will have a Fear of the Walking Dead beginning. Yeah, they break it up. Too. They break it up. And, you know, it's s- simple enough. It played really well not being broken up. No, it was very good. It felt like one long episode. As a matter of fact, I hated that they even gave it two titles, you know? it was Yeah, actually, I was surprised that they did that, looking online and just kind of doing some research on it, uh, trying to find music that was associated with it. I saw that they had two titles, and it was Confusing. it was surprising. I didn't think that they had actually mm-hmm. done that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a title, say something, part one and part two. I do have to say that the first half was a lot more exciting than the second half for me. The second half seemed slow. And at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, this is getting kind of a little bit long. The second half was a bit cheesy to me, actually. Well, not, not a lot happened. Yeah. In the second half. And in fact, like going back through uh, my notes on it, it was almost confusing as to why some of the parts did happen mm-hmm. in the bazaar. Even though the bazaar was cool, it just uh, some of the interactions between them and like the security and all that kind of stuff just seemed a little weird. First half, I thought was pretty exciting. And I was and I was very excited for it to come back. I, you know, I mean, just to see fear come back. You know, it's funny. I, I really wasn't even thinking of it in, in respect to first half and second half. I was just kind of more in different, you know, where was the storyline going? I wasn't really paying attention to that. You know, I can't I can't even say if I found the second half to be, you know, slower or whatever, because I kind of just felt like it was all all of one. Well, so. they dealt more with the bizarre in the, in the second hour. Which right. you didn't really have that in the first hour. Yeah. And the, and the strand issue and so forth. Yes. Right. And I thought the Troy storyline was really good. Excellent. I like where they went with that and the Nick stuff. The bizarre, mm-hmm. I thought, was a bit bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't digging the bizarre story at all, except for the fact that they found Strand. Yeah, I think it seemed like that's all it was, was a vehicle to find Strand and then, and then to get connected with the dam. Right, the first hour, we'll say. The first hour was dealing with more um, the aftermath of, you know, what Madison and Nick had done. So, like, what, you know, and it was, like, these different interactions between them and Troy and the different deliveries. Because, you know, you had Troy with um, the standoff, and then Mm -hmm. Nick has to kind of come clean with what he's done. And then at the very end of that, when he's being banished... It's that whole interaction between Troy and Madison. In in some respects, in some respects, I felt, um, even though it was really a very very short period of time, I felt like I'd gone through the uh, the nine weeks of uh, <laughs> of that they skipped in the first season. The nine days. Yeah, or nine days, or whatever the hell it was, because 
on this, I kind of was like, they went right to whatever, they went right past whatever negotiation they came up with to to do this thing. And I was kind, I spent most of the episode trying to figure out, you know, what what was negotiated? You know, why were why were Walker's people at such an advantage in the negotiation? Very good point. So, yeah. You mean you know, just with them are, coming onto the property? Yeah, just the whole thing. I mean, why would why would why would there be such an advantage that that the ranch people would just give up all their guns? That's what I was saying. Why would Madison give up the guns? Why are they allowing them to, you know, come and stay on the land? Well, I, they they're coming to stay on the land just because they say they own the land and they made those negotiations last part of the season. Yeah, but there was but, a negotiation, but there was when it was presented as like an equal share when they yeah. came on, and the, it, even to the point where okay, here's our stores, you know, here's right. everything we right. have, here's where we keep our guns and everything, and I think where it got even, you know, in itself when they started showing him all that, it was like whoa, and then you know we share the keys. Yeah, and and throughout the episode when they're saying stuff like they're saying stuff like, um, well, we allowed you to live, yeah. right? You know, I'm kind of like what. I don't understand that. I mean, well, I mean, they were threatened and were kind of put up against the wall at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Who's and they? they? Were, right. I'm talking about um, uh, the Otto's ranch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, they were they were either they make a deal or they're going down because right. remember they were surrounded, mm-hmm. um, and they the presence was known from the, the uh, Native American guys were kind of come in and they were going to take over. So they, uh, not Troy, Troy's brother, Jake, went out and made this deal with them to, you know, to say, okay, you guys can come live with us. You can come mm-hmm. share the water. But I didn't, I still didn't see it as being such a huge advantage for the Native Americans to be able to pretty much dictate what they wanted once they came in there. Yeah, to be assholes like they were, throwing their weight and, around. I don't, I didn't understand that either. Like, you're just going to get yourself shot. Well, the, the big question mark was why... It, there was almost no question when they said, "Okay, we're just going to take all the guns now." Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Jake was I, like, "Oh, just you're, okay, everybody, just start giving the guns over." Yeah, and Madison's like, "Yeah, give them the key to the whole thing." Yeah, when Madison jumped in that. and said that, I was kind of like, "That doesn't make any sense." That was that the doesn't make any sense. Biggest question of the entire episode, I kept two feel- hours that I, I was like perplexed about. I kept feeling like there was going to be some answer to that, but it never really. No, right. I, I mean, these, the these are super gun rights advocates. I mean, I think they were they would be <laughs> they're going to go down with a gun in their cold, dead hands. And, and they just turn around and hand it to these occupiers who really weren't occupiers when they came in. You know, everybody was milling around and so forth. Well, when they gathered all the guns from throughout the camp, did they actually give them to Walker's people or did they put them in the cache in the locked area? I have a I have a feeling that Walker's people were armed and whatever they took they probably stored somewhere else. Yeah, mm. Walker's people didn't store their guns. Let's yeah, that makes that no sense. No, no, it didn't make any sense to me at all. No, but Madison. Okay, one thing I I did make note of was that gun that she had from the very beginning of the episode to the end was very yeah. symbolic. They kept focusing mm. the camera on that gun. So during that time when Walker's people were there, they never took that gun from Madison, did they? No. no I don't know. She never, she I never saw her handed it. over. But she left right. with Walker, too, so yeah. they needed to But she was, yeah, she was treated differently. Yeah, like the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't, I, I had a lot of trouble in this episode understanding some of Madison's motivations. Yeah. For doing certain things. It just really, 
was odd. You know, I've I've really liked her character so much better. Um, you know, during the first half of the season, but in this one, I just was it. It didn't. It wasn't very logical her position on things, and I think she always that character always kills itself when she tries to act emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, that scene with her and Strand, and I'm just like, oh god, that's that's painful to watch. Well, even the scene with her and when Nick and Troy locked themselves in the house. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, Nick, don't go in there. I'm like, Ugh, stop it, woman. Stop it. It's Just me. shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she kills it every time. I don't understand And she really her. wasn't, she, she seemed to be um, a little more passive in this one. Yeah. And, and I certainly, I certainly shook my head when she left Nick in that box to go negotiate at the bazaar. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah, that was weird. I was like, you can send other people to do that. You don't have to go for that. Your kid's in a sweat box here. Well, okay. How would you leave? Let's talk about what happened with Troy and Nick. Because okay. that really perplexed me as well. Really? Okay, so first of all... You guys are being super negative all of a sudden. I like the episode. I just want to, I'm going to state that right now. Mm-hmm. I thought the episode <laughs> I, was really good. No, no, I'm, I'm, and you guys I'm are actually, with, like all these negative. No, I want to hear what Kim says because yeah. I really loved the episode with Nick and Troy and what was going on with their story. But please, Kim, tell me. I totally oh. want to hear what Kim says. That's oh. why I am letting her talk right now. Oh, thank you. You're letting me talk? Good. All right. When Troy goes batshit crazy and Nick's like, everybody leave the house. I've got this hint under control. The guy, Walker's guy, was like, oh, he's siding with Troy. No, he's not. It's very yeah, obvious. Was, he's not siding with Troy. That was he's trying kind of to deflect the situation. Total weird scene, because he was. He was like, no, don't, back off. I got it. Yeah. And they're like, look. <laughs> we're going to light right. up the house and kill Nick, kill Nick and Troy while you're at it. No, yeah. why? I don't understand that. Yeah. That, I was, like, very perplexed by that. Well, well not only that, it didn't seem like, Throughout this thing, Nick or his mom tried to convince them that Nick was trying to stop it. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no one stood and up then for after him. everything's said and done, Nick still gets thrown in the box. Why? He didn't do anything. And, and then when he gets out of the box, he says to, to uh, what is Nick it? In a crazy, box. crazy dog. <laughs> yes, but he, he's a Nick in a box. When he got out, you know, he says to, he says to crazy dog, I was trying to stop. I was trying to stop Troy. Yeah. And then stumbles off, and I'm kind of like, you wait to you wait to argue that after you've been in the sweat box. No one, no one talks crazy dog though. No, I mean no. The, that guy was a dick. He got he, he was he's, a dick. I did not care for that, that character sweat at all. Box, and he's like, now I'm gonna talk to him and tell him like, okay, you better watch yeah. yourself. You're like, fuck you, man. I just <laughs> fucking did my time. Like back off. I can barely even see you. Do you think I really care? Yeah, Jesus. What you have to say right now? You had all that time where I was stuck in a box where you could have given me these life lessons. Now that I finally get out, you're going to start telling me and I'm going to hear what you're talking about? You're no. messing with me after I was nicking a box? <laughs> yes. That's just wrong. Um. Well, back to the whole Troy thing. Like, I I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish with this standoff. He, I mean, it was it was pretty much a death wish. Locking himself That's in what his it house. Was. That's what it totally was. And knowing that all these guns are 
like pointing at him. And the comment where he was like, you know, I'm glad you're standing with me on this. It's like Nick's like, well, I'm not standing with you. Like it was very obvious. Like, and I was wondering, like through Troy's mind, was he even like serious? Troy had martyred him in his eyes. Oh, I know. No, I understand that. But when he was like, thanks, Nick, for standing with me. I mean, that was like a complete throwaway Mm -hmm. line that probably didn't even need to be in there. Well, it just showed you that that Troy was not recognizing that what Nick was trying to do there. Understandably, understandably. Yeah. But yeah. at the end, when Nick told him what he did, mm-hmm. and you're like, "No, don't tell him. He's got a gun. He's got to kill you." Yeah, really. So yeah, what, exactly. So what are we supposed to think that is going through Troy, Troy's head at that moment? Well, I thought at that point Troy had started to believe that you know, because he even says, you know, he said, "Man, I'm surprised you're the last person I thought would be standing with me." Mm-hmm. And and he says that to to Nick, and then Nick says to him, you know, about that he was the one who killed his father. And I think at that point, Troy was just like, oh, I give up. I give up. This one guy I think is standing was the one who actually killed my dad. And I think, you know, I almost wanted him. I, 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 there was a part of me that wanted to see Troy say thank you yeah. to Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or I felt like it almost was like he was saying it's his look almost said that, like I'm resolved. All right, I'm resigned to this. I'm glad you did it. But uh, then that conversation is connected to what the one that he has with Madison at the end, which I think that's what I was trying to say. And when Troy says, "But you let him do it," mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Madison doing it. Mm-hmm. So why right. why is that important that Madison didn't do it herself? She made. I think he's she's belittling her position. You I know, know but is as, that is that not respecting Otto? Uh, that's what I was thinking. That Troy has such respect for Madison that if something like that had to happen, he would have hoped it would have been Madison that would have taken his dad out mm-hmm. and yeah. not make and it. She would some have taken of, care of the business herself. Yeah, instead not of make it some sort of it. bad thing like. She, and not freeze up right. like she was doing with him, like he was doing with her. Right. And the result, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, well, we, we pointed out before many times that when she has the gun and she's in that position, she doesn't do it. She doesn't pull the trigger. Right. right. Which still, to me, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it's a pur- it's but, purposeful from the writers to do that. Yeah. And right. I'm not right. quite sure why, but that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's her, we've really not been, I mean. Her bit of humanness that she's not letting go. Yeah, I mean. Or, or they were, at some point, trying to portray to us that she freezes up on something like that, but she just wasn't able to act it out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, when it but, comes uh, to Troy, when, when, when after he's been exiled and she has to drop him off and doesn't shoot him by the truck, mm-hmm. I think in that respect, she or in that incident, she is, you know, she's come to like Troy. She's come to see him as kind of a son, which, you know. At the end, when he's, like, cuddling her, and he's, like, all up in her ear, and he's, like, just do it. I'm, like, whoa. Yeah, there's, like, a <laughs> that weird... That was a bit creepy. There's a weird line there. But, um, I was, like, what are you trying to do, Troy? And, and the but, comment where he's saying, you you said you needed me. Yeah, that was really creepy. Like, he was <laughs> almost getting ready to rape her. But what I'm trying the to whole say, thing, though, hold on, yeah. is that... She, uh, she has come to respect him and see him kind of as a son-type figure, and she doesn't want to but i don't get that kill him she's connected to him but i don't get that because 
my impression, she was always doing that to manipulate him. She was not sincere in that she was treating him like a son. She was using that that lingo and that action to manipulate Troy in the way she wants him. So I, I never bought the fact that she ever had any real serious feelings for Troy. I, I mean, I thought it was the opposite. You know, she thought Troy was a little bit of a psycho. and Other than she's losing control of the part that she's playing with controlling him. That's it. Right. Well, that's like, true. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's any true feelings that she has for him other than, like, if I don't keep playing this part, I'll lose control of him and he's gone. Right. I always saw it as her getting a second chance to fix somebody who has broken because she couldn't fix Nick. Even though Nick, in my opinion, has totally come around and is like the the good son now. But it's not of her doing. I, I never I never saw anything that I I never saw anything that gave me any 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 indication that her actions towards Troy were sincere. Mm-hmm. To me, they were just very insincere, and in that she was just manipulating the kid. Yeah, I think she knew he was a live wire, and that was the only way to control him was through what right. she was telling him. So I I did not get the end there where she's, you know all freezing up about him and, you know, I want to help you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of going, eh, where, have we changed the character a little bit here? Because it just didn't ring true for me at all. I thought Madison's, Madison's character in this, in this episode was terrible. When is it not? The truth. <laughs> really? Uh, I think, I think the first half of the episode, I think the first half of the season, she's actually been really interesting. She's uh, become the, the Rick character. Yeah. You know, she's taken over, and I like seeing that. You know but, what, though? I see Alicia mm-hmm. as becoming Rick. Maybe so Maggie. She doesn't have the fierceness of Rick, though. No one has to become Rick. Well, to be I a know, center of the you group. You have to be a leader. To take over the group, the leader okay. of the group. The leader of the pack. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess Alicia could be the Carl of the group. Yeah. <laughs> or the Carol. The Carol of the group. No. I, I really think she's Maggie. And Nick's the Daryl. Yeah, with the nasty hair and everything. <laughs> Possibly his hair still. He, yeah, he was. I saw him eating a squirrel. Behind you mean the, he's he's Daryl yeah. with some lines? Oh yeah, man. Coke lines. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Uh, that's just <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. It's actually, here all podcast. <clears throat> so what about um. <laughs> <laughs> Madison's relationship with uh, with her kids, basically, like um, Alicia, she's it's very apparent, or both of them really, it's very apparent that neither one of them believes their mom anymore, that they can't yeah. trust her with information, and now mm-hmm. we also see that Nick doesn't really believe that his dad died the way that he was told he died, that he believes he actually killed himself. We always speculated that though. There's, yeah. I mean, there's always been this non-trust of Madison. Mm-hmm. And we don't even, we watch the show. We're not, yeah, even, I mean, she's not even our mom and we don't trust her. <laughs> right. And, and, and Alicia said it. I mean, she finally actually said it to Nick, said, you know, we're never going to get her, her love. love. Right. You know, so why are we trying? How sad is yeah, that? Yeah, and during the entire episode, she's kind of squirrely. I mean, she's in the background possibly making other deals with Taka. Mm-hmm. you know, behind Jake's back or whatever. I mean, there's like, you keep seeing these scenes where she's kind of showing up, you know, having, you know, talking with him on, on the side. But does that make good leadership material? I don't think so. Nobody can trust her. No. No. Hmm. Not at all. So, okay, there's validity in the argument that maybe she isn't. So she's not right. like a Rick character. She's 
Like, I can trust Rick. I can't trust Madison. She's more of a dick. Well, we've had some occasions when you can't trust Rick either. Well, that's just because he's going off the deep end and going to Without crazy a doubt. town. Crazy Rick. But this is her normal. Mm-hmm. She's sane at this moment and yeah. still making deals like that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the fat guy at the Chow area that is, like, going against people and getting <laughs> beat up by a crazy dog. Terrence? Is that his name? Terrence? Yes. What an unfortunate Terrence. name. So he doesn't want Everything to be was friends. unfortunate about Terrence. <laughs> he doesn't want Awa. <laughs> yeah, there has been, there's been few more unfortunate characters than Terrence. <laughs> yes. Even, even his look right from the beginning was unfortunate. Well, there was a, one of the photos on AMC. They had the, that fight that happened at one of the picnic tables where yeah. a crazy dog is like choking him or something. And Nick's there and um, Claw... The other guy was there, the the one who's he was left-handed. He was the one that got killed by oh, Troy yeah, yeah. right at the end. He didn't get killed, by the way. Yeah, I don't think he okay. got killed. He got he stabbed. Got, he got, he he got stabbed. Okay. Anyways, that's not my point. Anyways, <laughs> they're all there. There's four of them there, and he is the only one they do not give credit for in the photo. And he's the one, like, in the middle of the oh, photo really? getting choked. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's sad. Yeah, it's a little messed up. Was that's, Terrence one of the kids up. at Bible study? I think he was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he yeah, was, and that's he was why he was so upset about. Gretchen. That's why he was Gretchen. so upset about what's her Gretchen getting yeah. killed. That's what made him so upset. Yep. Okay. Is that they killed Gretchen and were letting them do this? Yeah. And of course, we all know that they didn't kill Gretchen. Yeah. Yeah, because and I don't think they they really went back to that at the end. But yeah, they there was that he said something about them killing Gretchen, and then Troy. Mm-hmm was like, yeah, it wasn't that terrible or something like that. And I think they yeah. cut to a commercial break. I don't think they went back and revisited that. No, again. no, and I think that was the point. You know, yeah. you're supposed to say, yeah, Troy's just playing it up. Yeah, but, fuck uh, Troy. Yeah, Terrence was unfortunate, and then Terrence pulls the gun, and and uh, and Nick thwarts his assassination attempt on uh, Walker and gets some other poor dude shot. <laughs> There's always some other dude. <laughs> Okay, and then the final thing that I thought was a little questionable was why the hell did Alicia finally tell everybody that he didn't have enough water? Oh, that was easy. If you tell everybody the truth, usually people will come around and be like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it yeah. now. And they will come around and um, and well, I think see your side of the story. It, it looked like a grocery I think it was store a in Miami right before a hurricane. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was a. I think it was a mean? gamble. They started taking everybody out and trying to get water. I think she she finally admitted it in hopes that it would pull people together, but it was but it was a it was a stupid decision, and you know someone with a little more maturity or, or would have known not to do that because it just caused a panic. Yeah, well, and she was told yeah, by Madison. She was warned, "Do not say anything, or we'll lose right, control." Be a panic. Yeah. But there was an initial that. panic, but then later on, people came together to help each other, so it worked. Well, they beat the shit out of each other before that. Yes, which is why I was saying it was kind of like Miami before a hurricane. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, screw you, that's my water. Yeah, they Like they, running they, pe- they, people over with shopping carts. Yeah, they looted that liquor store on the ranch. Very true. It was like, okay, let me put it like this. It was, it was like the... Airplane scene where they say we're all going to crash, 
Yeah, everybody assumed the crash position. Yeah, and people and start everybody goes bad shit. flying over the seats and like, ah, screaming. and Yes. I think it was actually a smart move on her part. Because, all right, whatever. <laughs> there are head shaking, by the way, people at home. Yes. Lots of head shaking. <laughs> shaking, no. Um, I'm actually waking my children up to shake their heads. <laughs> <laughs> They're all standing in the background. The dog is back there shaking <laughs> the his head. Dog is waving his tail back and forth in no mm-hmm. agreement. When people are more aware of what is going on, they are more likely to understand the direction or the stance that you are taking. These people are not reasonable. I think that's the whole point. They're... Now I will say but this: in the Kim... end, it worked out. Mm-hmm. They all came together to for a common good. Mm-hmm. So, well, why lie? Yeah, through guns. No. Yes. Nick put Nick, up. Nick. Nick. Nick had to pull out his gun and sit on the on the well before they would back off. What? No. Yes, he did. Crazy horse. Crazy dog was going to take the well. He's no, the one who I'm fired talk- off the gun to end the fighting. No, no, no. I understand that, but I'm talking about at the end when they're digging the hole, and Nick is like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to stand yeah, with the uh, okay. militia anymore. I'm going to go help dig." And then everybody throws down their weapons. And helps dig the hole. Your point is taken. That once the diviner came out to find the mm-hmm. the water, yes, they all laid their guns down because a few people stood up and showed some leadership to yeah. do well, so. One thing, one but thing that kind of made me scratch my head a little bit is is they started rate. rationing the water, right? Mm-hmm. And no one questioned why they were rationing water all well, of a sudden. Exactly. Like if you tell people the truth up front. They are more likely to understand. That's what I'm saying. Well, without a doubt. I mean, sure, in most cases. But but my point is is that no one bothered to ask why they're all of a sudden rationing water when they weren't rationing water before that. Right. Well, they start. Yeah, I mean, they started asking questions, and then they were like, "Just do it." No, they were complaining about how much water they were getting. They weren't. They weren't questioning why they're rationing water. No, that's they true. were just complaining about how much water they were getting. Why would no one question the fact that all of a sudden we're rationing water? I mean, it is just like a hurricane. Like when we were stuck in Fort Lauderdale during Wilma and Katrina all those years ago, and we had no water or power, you got one family-sized thing of water. That was it. Mm-hmm. And you knew that. But you that. knew why. Right, exactly. You knew why, and you accepted it, and you moved on. Why did we get that? But these people didn't know why. Because we didn't have water. Oh, right. Hurricane. <laughs> there was, there was hurricane. a hurricane coming. I forgot But these people that. didn't have the knowledge that their water was running out, so why would they not that react to the fact? That is my freaking point. We had beer, I remember. Tell the people up front that you are running out of water. Okay. Or am I That's talking fine. to a wall right now? You guys no, 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 don't you're, hear me. you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm talking about the fact that was not told to them, okay? Whether it should have been or not is not the question I'm saying. It was not told to them. So why did no one ask? I got gotcha. you. I totally understand that. I totally understand okay, so, that. But that has nothing to do with the point you're saying. It does. Because my point is you be up front and tell them right from the very beginning. You're just saying what they should have done. Oh, no, okay, okay. But here's the other thing that you're completely forgetting. These people are being lied to the entire time. So you have to kind of, it's kind of a hot point at that 
Incense, because like, Otto lied to them. Yeah, because the he time. had been lying to them the entire time that they had plenty of supplies and plenty of right. water, and they did not. <clears throat> so it was kind of like okay, and that's why Madison and Taka were going out to try and fix the situation before it became an issue. Okay, so they ran off to try and buy more water and say, "Come back and say, okay, here's right. the situation. We ran out of water. We went and got some more. Everybody, oh, we got to find out. something else." Well, that brings yeah. up a good point. Alicia, shut up. They are trying to. Uh, they are trying to protect the idea that Otto killed himself to save the community mm-hmm. from Walker's people. Yeah. And so by them protecting that lie, they are also protecting the integrity of the of Otto killing himself. Yes. Story. Yes. So. Which is the one thing that um, Nick keeps going over and over with. Troy on is like why don't waste what your dad did don't waste what right. your dad but do you see sacrificed. all the problems these people are having because they're lying people I'm telling you right now from my heart do not lie do not lie the truth will get you further Kim Kim that that shirt you're wearing tonight is really ugly whatever hippie <laughs> Sorry. I, I thanks gotta, Scott thank you thank you for telling sit. me the truth I, I am please just get that Get that off the screen. Oh. I don't want to see that anymore. Don't make up truths just to try and prove something. <laughs> Kim's shirt is beautiful, everyone. It's just purple. <laughs> Thanks, though. <laughs> Stu doesn't want to spend another week on the couch. No. <laughs> Do unto others as you would have done to you. Oh, oh good Lord. I'm cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> The edit stick's coming. <laughs> and speaking of that, I think it's probably time for us to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, where do you want to go next with this? Uh, Kim, you got any uh, issues you want to bring up? So one more thing I wanted to talk about when um, Madison and Troy were together at the truck and Troy was being pushed off his land, Troy slammed his hand down on that knife. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, when he was well, asking already what damaged that, his hand. Yeah, he he was asking what claw meant, and the guy said left-handed. Yeah. And then he said, oh, yeah, well, it's a good thing I'm a right-hander. Because Troy, my left hand got, yeah, Troy he's, he's is delusional. Up. Yeah. And um, if, they think, if they think that they can just escort him off the property and he's never going to come back and do anything like they are sorely mistaken i I gotta ask how do you slam your hand down on that knife and then flip it around to stab the guy with it i know with enough pressure on that knife i use the other hand he's amazing did he he pull his his right hand in to push it in yeah he slammed it down with the with the right hand that would hurt like a bitch yeah yep um i thought um I don't know who the, who's the actor that plays Troy. Do you know his name? Um, uh, Daniel Sharman. He did a fantastic job in this in this episodes. Yeah. Um, I really. I mean, he he was. Uh, he was great. He's been he's been great the entire season. I think. Without a doubt. Yeah, he's without a got doubt. the crazy. But he really. Yeah. He's got the crazy. And but you know, but he also he the way he fluctuates between being semi rational and being completely nuts. Um, has been really fantastic. You question how, well, okay, like how crazy is he? Or am I seeing something different than right. what other people are seeing? Because it doesn't seem that off. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of, Kim, um, w- you know, when we were talking about originally talking about the scenes with um, Nick and Troy, 
what I loved about those scenes throughout these these two episodes was the fact that um, you know Nick was trying to dance on on the razor's edge of seeming like he's being supportive but also trying to you know say whoa hold on this is this is crazy you know whether whether it was with Troy or whether it was with the militia that wanted to reform and all these people and then you had Troy that's that's you know batshit crazy and but he he has his rational moments and so forth and watching these two dynamics blend throughout the episode I thought was really fantastic I thought you know because both of those two guys are great actors and they did a really good job of of uh really seeing the 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 stress of the emotions that they were going through yeah i think the one of one of my favorite scenes between their interactions was that time when i think they were fighting in the shootout uh no like not in the past couple episodes in last season or that maybe it was the first half of the season yeah when when they were fighting they're rolling around on the ground and that's when troy was finally like i you know i Really I think I can like you now. You. Yeah, I really yeah, like you. Like I think him. that was like the perfect like interaction between those two. Because exactly. Troy is... Because Nick was cracking up at the time, too, you remember? Yeah. yeah, Troy's very comfortable in how he's perceived as crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he, mm-hmm. he knows that there are limits to how far he can take it sometimes. Uh, right. And he understands there are situations where he can go a little bit farther. And so he'll take it a little bit farther. And... Um, so it's it it's a weird dynamic seeing those two interacting with each other because he Troy does understand that okay Nick has a little bit of that too, mm-hmm. and so it excites him in a way that someone else can connect with him in a way. But Nick is also I think dealing from a position of similar to what his mom is is that if I engage Troy in a certain way I might be able to control him mm-hmm. somewhat. Right, right. So if I give him a little bit of string, then he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna follow yeah. me as well. Yeah. Right, so he's dancing that that edge all the time, um, dealing with his dealings with Troy. Because you know, even at the beginning, you know, they're out there Walker hunting at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you know, so Nick's teaming up with him all the time. And I think it's more just you know, keep your enemy closer type thing. Yeah, and I thought that too. And so the so anyway, I enjoyed that dynamic in this in these episodes. I thought that was really fun to watch those two guys go at it. I do agree. So, so we find out that they have there that there is a trading post. Ah, right? the bazaar, right? Yes, the bazaar. And uh, Maddie and and Taco walk run out to uh, to see if they can get some trade for some water there, right? Can I just say that the lady at the trading post at the bazaar's um, the entrance gate, the receptionist, yeah. yes, the receptionist. That's a, <laughs> that's a lame the title. Check in lady. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. The coat lady? She was hilarious. Oh, yeah. She was. Yeah. She was. What did she say? She was something like uh, free trade, safe trade. That's here. You know, in a very bored voice. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Safe trade. Safe trade in unsafe times. Yes. Safe trade in unsafe times. Yes. That's right. Bizarre. I also liked how the sign said, Se hablo English and Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. And you get 25 credits minus parking, registration, mm-hmm. and legal fees. But, but it was it was totally Mad Max. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You took the words it right was. Oh, without a doubt. It really without was. a doubt. You know, I was reading, though, that um, in, real, in the real world, that that 
stadium that they held that mm-hmm. bazaar in was like one of the largest, second largest stadium in the world or something like that. Mm. And it holds like several thousand people. It's huge, apparently. And, and they that, had that whole floor covered with vendor booths. But, but it didn't look that big to me. Yeah, You know, know, once they had the camera angle that went up over it, it seemed to me I was like, well, the bazaar's kind of small. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the, any of the Roman or Greek yes. stadiums. Like, you know, too. once uh-huh. it's kind of broken down, you kind of you wonder, like, okay, well, where was the actual playing mm-hmm. field? You know, where was the, the stage? But you that actual bazaar is there. They didn't even set that up. That's just actual vendors that are there. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> did you just make that up, you yes, I clever did. rascal? You? Yes, I did. <laughs> nice. You're funny. <laughs> no, but it was cool to, to see them going through there, and, and uh, Taka's got the pipe bombs full of gold. Yep. What? Well, yep. What? <laughs> Is gold even valuable anymore? Like, I don't understand that part. Oh, gold is always valuable. Mm-hmm. I guess. No, I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, not, I would you can't think really water do would be more it. valuable than gold. But they were, it, I think Taka was even, like, using poker chips at some point to pay with, with some. I saw some photos where they were, he was using poker chips mm-hmm. to buy stuff when he was in mm-hmm. the bazaar. So, I don't know. I don't know what has value. No, no, those were those were those were the credits that they bought with by selling the yeah. radio. Yes, this, exactly. This, they, she yeah, yeah, yeah she handed the them a whole rack of twenty five credits. So that's what he was using okay. to pay for it. But okay. that was the currency they were using. Well, how does the radio that Madison had buy them two days inside? Don't you have to have a reciprocal radio in order to use this? No, no, no. You they just may have, be able to I contact mean, other people that have them, or they may have already had some of those radios. Okay. Right, right. It's just a valuable radio because it probably has a lot of range. Yeah, they're like milita- okay. military radios. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. So, um, <laughs> so we find, yeah, so they're they're trying to bargain for the water and they, I guess they meet the lady who's kind of running the show there. Yeah. Or at least mm-hmm. one of the major traders. Dragon lady. She's not running it though. Who was, there was, whoever was in charge was called something else. Yeah, we it? never met who was ever in charge, right? Yeah, it was like it was called like the manager or something like mm-hmm. that. I I can't remember what it was. So original. Um, yes, Master Blaster. Uh, I think was his name. Master Blaster. That was yes. who it was. Master Blaster. And welcome to Thunderdome. Um, <laughs> so, and and in the in the midst of going through all this, they find that Strand is there, mm-hmm. and of course in trouble, as Strand will be. Yes, doing on many occasions. Yeah, but and, so, uh, so but he's like, oh, okay, I, you know, I got a place so we can hide. Because mm-hmm. okay, so okay, so we left Strand at the hotel, right? Like Daniel Salazar had kicked him out of the car and mm-hmm. left him behind, right? And somehow Strand found his way to this bazaar. So now Strand yeah. is in trouble. Is he actually hiding from the guys inside the bazaar, or did yes. they stash yes. him in he's there? He's trapped in the bazaar because he made a. Uh, ill-advised choice and whatever he did he owes somebody a lot of money but he's got it pretty good if he's got his own little room in there well it looked kind of like a stall i i don't know if it was a real room yeah it i don't know kind of like a i don't know the rooms stall. seem like they would get very good in that place honestly you know what if you are in your own little place with a door that closes i think that's pretty good mm-hmm. so they are screwed, though, if anybody changes, turns into a walker inside that bazaar. Because then he gets caught again 
for going mm-hmm. out, right? Yeah. And then he's put well, out. No, he gets caught because um, Taco goes out and screws something up. Oh, Taco. Okay. Yeah, he got he screwed up, and then they dragged him back there. Did you go on? And that's when Strand got caught. Taco, or Taco. Taco. Not taco. The taco. way taco. the way that the people of the bazaar deal with people who are uh, uh, expendable is very crazy because they locked uh-huh. him outside the gates with the um, yes. handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. In order fuck? to beat off walkers and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Which is just yeah, and then they actually they killed the guy that had been turned who was out there Before. in his place. Yeah. And then, then hooked him up out there. Yeah, that was very odd. As far as they're like, oh, you go, you need to go spend time out there. So, is, are they spending time out there as doing time, or are they spending time out there to actually help protect? Well, it's both. I think it's it's out there. I think it's three things. I think it's they're out there to kill the walkers that are roaming around. Mm-hmm. They're out there to pay a penance for whatever they did in there that got them in trouble. And I think also they're out there to project a um, a uh, uh, threat to anybody coming in. Don't yeah. screw around in here. This is where you're going to end up. Exactly. Okay. Because it's kind of like my pest guy always says, like, why put bait around your house? <laughs> right. Because you're going to be attracting stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. But they, they obviously don't care about that. Part. No, I guess they didn't talk to my pest guy. They have good fences. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> and so he was sent out, out beyond the fence to uh, to kill walkers. And I think he, they said he had to kill like 40 walkers. But And then if he did that, then he would have. Oh, was that what? I didn't even equalize hear that his number. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. All right. And then that doesn't go well for him. And then we, uh, and then they break to um, Tango trying to buy the water and he finds that the gold coins are gone from the pipes that he had sent. Now, I, I kind of laughed at the fact that I think he would have noticed the difference in the weight of the suitcase when he carried it out there. Yes. Yeah, but, well, gold is really light. so Yeah, but that's just being picky. <laughs> and it turns out that Madison had taken the money to buy, yeah, to uh, buy Strand's, Strand's freedom. freedom. Right. Yeah. And uh, What is it with Strand and, and Madison? Why does there, she that, keep going back to save yeah, his ass? Yeah, that relationship. I think they see a little bit of kindred spirits in the two yeah, of them. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. They're both manipulative and, you know, are very determined in what they want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, and pretty much will do whatever it is is needed to be done. You know? And Taka freaks out about how um, she did this, but not enough, I don't think, because... Mm-mm. She just stole everything they had mm-hmm. for to pay for this water. Yeah. Now, okay, she thinks she has another solution, but at that point, I'd be like, if I was talking, I'd be like, "Fuck you, goddamn it!" Yeah, you should have mm-hmm. checked with me before you paid for this guy that seems like a con artist. Because he almost got killed. Well, I think yeah. the whole thing. I think Taco is somewhat of a realist, and there's only so much you can bitch about once the thing has happened, and. And I think when, you know, when he's, when she says he's going to take us to the dam, he's kind of like, okay, let's go. You know, this is where we are now. Yeah. Maybe, Scott. I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, that's a, it's <laughs> that was a lot to steal from him. The biggest yeah. setup ever for, like, reuniting the entire group back together. Obviously, we're going to find Daniel back at oh, the... right. Yeah, this is make-believe. 
Yeah, at the dam. Like they these people have been spread out all over Mexico, and now all of a sudden they're finding themselves back together again. But if they had all this damn fuel, could they get out of the goddamn desert? Seriously, go to the mountains somewhere. Go <laughs> where, where there are nice maybe cool. some more resources. There's there's mm-hmm. nice brooks, springs. Yes, go well, do you, water do you somewhere think that actually that, has effing water. Do you think the uh, uh, being reunited with Daniel would be a good thing? Because being reunited with Ophelia has not. Uh, I mean, Ophelia's well, that's been a good become point. an enemy. That's a good point. Um, which side will Daniel lie on? I'm not convinced to lie on the side that, that Strand's sitting on. No, I don't think so either. Mm-mm. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, Daniel left him to die, didn't he? Yep. Down by at, yep. down at the hotel, which I still don't understand why he drove that entire way when he didn't believe him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Daniel also didn't see eye-to-eye with Madison on a lot of stuff either. I know, but you know what? Dan, um, Madison now knows where Ophelia is, for real. Mm-hmm. And she uh-huh. is alive. And so Daniel, that right there is going she to convince... a bargaining chip. Exactly. It's going to convince Daniel mm-hmm. to leave the dam and go back to the to the ranch. And since Daniel's been lied about so much about it before with Strand in the picture, of course he's going to believe her. No. Right. <laughs> You're right. You probably won't. Right. Um, but I mean, the, the side story with the whole dam was there... And uh, with them going out and trying to help the people in the yes. community and finally mm-hmm. giving the water over and then they get attacked. Well, it back do- backfired on them. Yeah. Right. And they get attacked and the, the main woman who is trying to help in the first place gets a rock to the forehead. Lola. Yep. So that was. Lola. Yeah, it was a little side story that was happening that didn't. wasn't hugely uh, consequential on what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. But. No, I think it was just to keep Daniel in the story at that point. Yes. Reminder, he's still there. True. Yeah, So, but there will be a, there's going to be some kind of reckoning there, I think, with Daniel and Strand and so forth. Well, I also think there's going to be a further strife through from Lola and Daniel because Lola is depending on Daniel to, to kind of be like her guy at the dam to keep things in order and to keep people at peace. And now he's going to be like, but my daughter, I yeah, know well, where Daniel's my daughter are, is. She, right, she has that long conversation with him about his focus. Yeah. Because yeah. his focus is all out there, you know. He's staring off into the distance wondering where his daughter is. And she's kind of like, hey, you need to focus on what's going on here. Right. And, uh, you know, and Daniel's, of course, he's he has so much to say as usual, um, which is nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. La ciudad se llama Duc, Nuevo México el Estado. Entre la gente mafiosa, su fama se ha propagado, causa de una nueva droga que los gringos han creado. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to go into our hit and miss segment. Kim, I know you got something to bring us. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a hit. <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> Out of the park. God. <laughs> All right, Kim. What's we got hit? a nose snort. Good job, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> Did you have it? <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, that's 
lovely. Double it up. Oh, I've got one. Oh, okay, good. Well, well hey, all, there we go. Everybody's, everybody's happy. Wow. Okay, my hit is when Troy <laughs> plunged his hand onto that knife. Okay, that's a hit? Yeah. Okay. That was gnarly. That just shows how crazy he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he would do something like that just to get out of that situation. And yeah, his hand is already hurt, but damn, that hurts. Yeah. In yes. and of itself. Well, he's Yeah, I mean, he's facing death at that point, so. And he knows his hand's already f- fucked up, so. Well, Troy is batshit crazy. He is batshit crazy. Still, it like, still takes some guts to do that. I, that's pretty. It that's, does. And that's I, damn painful. It, it shows the like extent of where he will go. The stuff so. that I don't think doing. I'd even do a paper cut at that point. No. Stuart? No. Oh, my hit? Uh, well, actually, Troy. His whole there you per- go. The performance of Daniel Sharman was awesome, I think. And I think it was uh, magnified in this, the first half of this episode, if that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> um, but through, um, you know, the whole first, uh, or actually the whole yeah first half of this season, he's been awesome. And he's been really good, and I don't think we've really uh, talked about it that much. But he's he mm-hmm. has definitely um, kind of tested our characters a good bit and uh, tested relationships even with his own father. And so I think you know it's it's been good to good to see him. He's pretty much tested everybody around him. Period. Oh, it's and also you know, the the thing I don't think we brought up was the uh, the scene where Nick is in the box and mm-hmm. Troy is sitting there talking to him through the window. Oh, yeah, the, the delusion. Yes, yeah, right. his hallucination where we don't realize. I mean, you, you're kind of questioning. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not there. He's not there, really, is he? But he's. Yeah, you're at the same time. You're like, oh my god, Troy's back already. Like, yeah, well, and he, he was so much the jester in that in that uh, sequence too. Yeah. Yes, kind of dancing around and being playful and stuff like that. Yeah, it was cool. With Nick, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I agree. Yeah, Stu, you know, it's funny, you kind of stole my hit on that one because it was Troy, but I'll, I'll expand it to say the whole uh, sequence of Troy and Nick throughout the, the episode was fantastic. I mean, I thought the dialogue between the two, the um, just the, the way they were both dancing around each other on, mm-hmm. these, on their conversations and so forth was great. And I thought both actors did an excellent job with it. So that's my hit. Awesome. That's what I'm going with. Kimmy? Um, Did someone miss? Was there a swing and a miss? My miss is the inconsistencies of the episodes and um, just how some of the silly situations that we found ourselves in with Madison and like, you know, giving over the guns when why would you give over the guns and saving Strand above saving the rest of the community by getting water for them at the bazaar. Even though he's a friend, I understand that part. But still, like, there are just some things that Madison... It, was, it all has to do with Madison. Madison made some decisions during these episodes that just don't jive with, like, real life. Like, what a real person would do during a a situation like this. And, and I, I agree with you in that you brought up a good point, is that how is it that peop- she can, can trust Strand on all this stuff? And trust him that there is a dam to go to with all this water, enough to give away everything that they have. 
when this is this guy has proven himself over and over to be such a con artist. She has a lot of mm-hmm. faith in him. She does, and I, I'm not saying going back through the past seasons, he's never quite pulled the wool over her eyes. I mean, he's he's generally been relatively honest with her, but that's a pretty big gamble mm-hmm. with something that is not yours. Yes, and this even affects her children. If her children do not have water, they will die. Yeah, yeah, it's killing everybody. But in yeah, but she always knows that you know they'll turn up clean at some point. You don't think she believes in her plan of going to the dam? You don't believe that maybe she did that, number one, to get stranded out of there, but also knowing that her plan, that it would be better for them to go to the dam to get the water than just fill up the tank. Yeah, but yeah, but she's going on based on the word of Strand. Right. Uh, she hasn't seen any of this dam. So um, how does she even know any of this exists? And especially when she's making that that promise um, mm-hmm. to Taka, and she's like, well, Strand knows where we can get the water. And he says, I do? With yep. the question mark? Exactly. No, so she, no, like, which, no what she said was yeah. is that, and he can get us the water. Yeah. You know, and that's when he went, I do. Um, but I don't think he was saying anything about the fact that he didn't know where the water was. He was just kind of like, oh, uh, what? Yeah. Maybe he thought he was getting but. married. <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah, okay. Stu? <laughs> uh, my miss was uh, Alicia telling everybody about the the lack of water. Because yeah. I think that was... What? Y'all just don't understand. Go ahead. Hey, man. That's my miss. It's an opinion. Okay, go ahead. I didn't say it was the right opinion. That's just my opinion. When you are told by your mom, for one thing, to not stir up the hornet's nest when by telling people... When have you listen to your mother? Always. But you don't, I mean, come on, it's basic. You don't, you're not, why the hell would you unleash all I think these she, people? I think she panicked and said it. I don't think she, that it was thought out. I think she just panicked and said it and then went, oh yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I think the, actually, I think, honestly, the uh, the bigger miss was the fact that everybody so easily gave over the guns. I think that's probably the one mm-hmm. thing out of the, both episodes that was just very weird. That it was like, why would you so easily give up the only thing that is protecting you? Uh, when you just had a whole new civilization move into your camp, and you do not trust them. All over because the fat guy got into a fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't trust them at all. And right. um, for them to be like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we should probably give everything To give up no. their most valuable leverage. Yeah, that seemed very, very weird. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. Okay. Uh, my miss was pretty much, well, yeah, my miss was that. I mean, my, my miss was the whole deal that they made with them. A lot of it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and I spent so much time in this episode trying to figure out what exactly the deal was <laughs> that... You know, I it seems like they just kind of glossed over that part, and most of it didn't make any sense to me. And I thought it was I don't I don't think it was it was uh, written very well into into this episode. No, what exactly was going on there? You know, also one other thing that that bugs me a little bit, and it's the thing that's been bugging us the whole time with not just this, but with The Walking Dead and so forth is. You've got a situation where you've got Walker's people and you got the ranch people all mixed together, and they're having a secret discussion and so forth about the water issues and so forth. And Madison and Alicia 
are in there in the middle of it. Yeah. They're not part of either one of these communities. Mm-hmm. But they're one of the main main players in the whole thing. And this happens everywhere they go. All of a sudden, they're the main players in these situations. You're kind of like, were there no other people in this community that had any say in anything? Were they all sheep? Um, well, they killed off all the old men that were part of the original group. The So now it's the young one? people taking over. Otto and the dude who died um, at the oh, hand yeah, of yeah. Troy. Right, right, right. The guy but that died still, in the fire. Yeah, but huh. those people have been together for a long time. And you have these, these people that come in at the last moment and all of a sudden they're in the main decision making going on in this camp and so forth and i'm kind of like really i know but now that all those old people are gone like you know troy trusts madison for some reason well that's what i mean alicia just comes along for the ride i don't know why because she's they're go-getters she's having sex with jake (laughs) so she's just automatically oh well yeah that buys you a pass into that yeah yeah no, it's just how it's just it just it just kind of drives me crazy in some of these things how these these characters all of a sudden assume these importance in these communities that really would necessitate that if they were just coming well, in. Well, yeah, and I think your point is that there is a community that's built on trust of you know their resources and them and each other. Yeah, and each other, um, and they obviously the whole thing was built on the fact that we don't trust the government and everything else around us. Right. Why is it so easily that we trust these people from California who would especially not be trusted by people like this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, you came from L.A.? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> then walk away. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's... But then again, we, we didn't think these people would trust a uh, New York businessman either. And they yeah, did. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did get some listener cut. Yeah, so people, other people are excited about it, too. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, comments from David Valentin said, I don't understand if the currency of the land is fuel, ammo, water, or canned goods. Why will you exchange water for gold? Well, what mm-hmm. value does gold have now? I don't know. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. History Channel had a show a few years back, and the conclusion to an apocalypse was the cities, arid, and polar regions will depopulate since they are made habitable by technology, a.k.a. utilities, food distribution, etc. Why are these people insisting on living in the desert? Totally true. Yeah. Which, okay, I kind of cheated forward because I saw David's comment earlier, and (laughs) the fact is that I agree. Yeah. Like, why, you know, I mean, if, if that's, if there's nothing, why would you go to the desert? Here, right. we knew that there is a community mm-hmm. that supposedly had rations and fuel and, and water and everything that was there for a while. Uh, so that's why our people are stuck there. But why are they staying there? Because they know well, there's think, nothing even close. Yeah, but that's the, the thing is, though, is that until Alicia spilled the beans that they were almost out of water... They thought they had all the resources they needed there. Yeah, they were made. I mean, they have they have working farm. They have cattle. They have uh, all the water that they could want in that aquifer, as far as they knew. They're far away from other populations. Yeah. Yeah, they're far away from any other people that would try to grab it. Mm -hmm. So maybe just you know stay in camp and and let the rest of the world roll up on itself. Yep. They're isolated. Oh, let's see. Um, Emily Veltkamp. Uh, said, a very good start to the back half. 
Uh, the market is fascinating. I hope it gets explored a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing some some more uh, um, interaction with that market. You know, I mean, I there's definitely some things that could uh, like interesting interactions that could come out of that. Eh. I think it's. Eh. That's, that's excitement right there. Some eh. It's it's a one episode and done thing. I think. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, they have yeah they have a place to go back to or to. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a video game that's when you look at it. That's what I was gonna it. say. My God, you're like reading my mind yeah, tonight. It's, it's like a. It's like, like a cash store. Yeah, there's their their store they can go back to if if they really need it. They cash know it's there. C-A-C-H-E. Hey, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a trading post. It's a trading yeah. post, and you know they may have reason to go back to the trading post at some point. I've got, like, Star Wars on the brain. I keep thinking, it's like a really? Star Wars mm-hmm. bazaar. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start the podcast out with that. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Oh, Mark LaVarnway said, Hey, Mark is writing in for fear. That's pretty awesome. Nice. Nice. Um, He said, poor Alicia. She went through four character arcs in this episode. Number one, she was Herschel telling the group they should just trust Jake and they all listened. Number two, she was Dale at the waterline trying to get people to calm down and decided to do the Dale thing and tell the truth about the water issue. And of course, like Dale, no one listened. Number three, (laughs) like Rick, she later moaned she didn't want to be the strong one. Asterisk, see Rick deciding to step down and be a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. And finally, like Maggie, she decided to roll up her sleeves sleeves and help dig a well. I finally feel for her character. Everyone gives Madison credit for for doing whatever it takes to protect her family. But the fact is, she leaves her family again to go looking for water and then trades away her only means of communication with her daughter. You Very know, true. I, that, that was actually, uh, I think, captured in the the one comment she made to her and said, you're the strong one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's like a huge weight to put on someone. Because not only is right. she saying you're the strong one in comparison with Nick, she's saying that you're the strong one of the family. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, she's... Uh, Alicia is the one that they kind of rely on for for being the one that has like rational decisions. I was wondering though if thing. it was a little bit manipulative though. And you know, of telling course her it is. To, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but telling her to take charge, you know, of Nick and so forth. Well, um, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's pushing off responsibility. You know, it's like I don't. I mean, yeah, oh, thank you for taking care of Nick. Now I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I can't. Maybe she said, I can't. Mark went on to say, the saddest part of all of this is that Alicia isn't probably long for the show, as it seems the moral compasses are very fragile. So she is kind of like Herschel, Mm. I think is what he's saying, and Dale. Um, You know, whenever somebody has something profound to say to the audience, they end up Mm. dying soon. In a way, is Mark saying Maggie's going to die soon? She could. She could. Yes. But that's another show. Understandably. Another show. But I'm just saying. <laughs> tying it together there. Yeah. Man, right. if she if she got killed off, that would be huge. Maggie? No. Oh, Alicia. 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 Yes. Yes. yes that would be, be huge. huge for fear. That would be a loss for fear. Yeah. Because she's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Can I also point out that I think that it's that very great. evident that everybody really likes fear now? 
because we've gotten mm-hmm. three comments for fear, whereas we normally only get Mark for preacher. <laughs> yep. People people were, I think, a lot more fired up to watch the uh, fear come back. Definitely. Yes, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Speaking of which, next week on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 11, La Serpiente. Mm. Uh, following the rekindling of the old friendship, a mission is launched to replenish the ranch's water supply by seeking help from another community. Well, that's very what? evident as to what's going to happen. Exactly. I think we know what that means. Yeah. They're going well, to Vegas, baby. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and the serpent never is a very positive thing. No. No. <clears throat> Not in the Bible or anything. Tying in preacher with fear. Sure. Not okay. going to do that right now. All right. All right. <laughs> If you'd like to write into us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at Facebook slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And now you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Mm